State of the Union address is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. It ran an hour, two minutes. A CBS snap exit poll, which I'm kind of unreliable, said 41 percent thought it was a very positive speech. About 20 to 25 million Americans watched over all of the networks and cables. Might be more, but that's the initial. Uh, I thought it was a blast speech. It was tedious. I had a hard time uh, getting through it. Holly the terror dog was looking at me going, why are we watching this? Um, But it was important to watch. It was. The only two things that I picked up that I didn't know from the speech were that the USA was going to shut down airspace to Russian planes and that the Justice Department is forming a new, I don't know what it is, department to look into fraud over COVID. That means money that went out under the COVID relief plan that people stole. All right. That's fine. I mean, I hope they get people who did it. But that's it. Out of the whole hour and two minutes was the only two things I didn't know. Because what Joe Biden does is he falls back on repetitive. How many times are we going to hear fair share? Okay, we got it. (laughs) All right. How many times are we going to hear if you earn less than $400,000, you're not going to pay any more income tax? Okay, you're not going to get that bill passed, Mr. President. The bill back better? Not going to happen. Why are we here? Why are you telling us this? And then it was the usual, we're going to give you, we're going to give you, we're going to give you community college, health care, child care. Oh, it just, you know, I'm sitting there going, how many times? We got important things to talk about in this country. So the first thing was Ukraine. That, that's how he led it. I predicted this last night. He wouldn't. Anybody would have. This is a crisis, this Ukraine thing. Now, he has been pretty good on Ukraine, in my opinion. I did hash it out with Hannity today on Hannity's radio program. You know, Hannity doesn't think he's been that good. I think he's been better than Hannity does. And I gave Hannity my, uh, my list. And it was a good conversation, a spirited conversation. And I give Hannity credit for having me on because I disagree with him a lot. And uh, that's what we do here in the No Spin News. We want people to disagree with us. And that's what's happened on cable news. You don't get that anymore. All you do is echo chamber, echo chamber. It's so boring. Anyway, the first soundbite I want to uh, run for you tonight is the most important soundbite of the speech. Go. But let me be clear. Our forces are not engaged and will not engage in the conflict with Russian forces in Ukraine. Our forces are not going to Europe to fight Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies in the event that Putin decides to keep moving west. For that purpose, we have mobilized American ground forces, air squadrons, ship deployments to protect NATO countries, including Poland, Romania, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. And as I've made crystal clear, The United States and our allies will defend every inch of territory that is NATO territory with the full force of our collective power. All right. So that's important because that tells Putin there will be a shooting war should you invade a NATO country. Remember, Ukraine is not a NATO country. It did not request admission 
to the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Its government chose to follow a, quote, middle of the road path, not to anger Putin further after he sees Crimea. Okay. Now, back home, um, things were not as strong for Joe Biden. And the best soundbite, apart from uh, Biden's speech, was made by Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, who said this. Go. One thing that hasn't been talked about as much is that during this time of war, the United States is still importing more than half a million barrels per day of crude oil and other petroleum products from Russia, with imports up over 20% in 2021 over 2020. To me, it makes no sense at all. So that is a crucial piece of information. And President Biden did not mention it last night. Why are we still buying oil from Russia? Now, I suspect it's because the contracts had been signed way before the Ukrainian intrusion. However, you know Putin's a bad guy and we're getting 7% of our oil. So the part of the conversation with Hannity was there was how are we paying for this? And I did some research before I came on the air after I talked with him. We pay in advance. So if you sign oil contracts, you pay in advance. So all of, of Russia's banks are now shut down and we don't, but the stuff that we're getting now is already paid for. It's complicated. And I think that's why Biden didn't mention it in addition to making him look bad because it's not smart and wasn't smart at all to buy Putin oil when you're shutting down your oil production in the USA. Okay. Now, the weakest part of Biden's speech last night was inflation. He is absolutely clueless on how to bring inflation down because he doesn't understand or won't admit one or the other that by attacking the oil and fossil fuel industry, fracking, in the USA, you drove the price of fuel up here, Mr. President. You, you, no one else, not Congress, you drove it up because they, again, have futures contracts. So all the oil and all the other fossil fuels went way up. That caused all the other prices to go up. So people in a truck are paying double that they paid for diesel. The, what's in the truck is going to go up the product, whether it's food or anything else, to cover the increase that you did. I mean, that's why inflation's up, but not to Biden. Biden says, well, I'm going to bring it down by somehow demanding American companies make products here in the USA. I don't know how that brings prices down. I guess it's something to do with the supply chain, but what is that? And then he says, here's his plan, go. My plan to fight inflation will lower your cost and lower the deficit. 17 Nobel laureates in economics said my plan will ease long-term inflationary pressures. Top business leaders, and I believe most Americans support the plan. And here's the plan. First, cut the cost of prescription drugs. We pay more for the same drug produced by the same company in America than any other country in the world. 
Let's cut energy costs for families, an average of $500 a year by combating climate change. Let's provide an investment tax credit to weatherize your home and your business. All right, those tax credits are already in place. Did you know that? They're already there. So this is not going to do anything to inflation. Nothing. His plan. I mean, I'd like him to bring down prescription drug prices. That'd be great. The way to do that is to have Medicare negotiate with the individual drug firms. That's the way to do it. He's for that, Biden. And that's a good thing. But why haven't you done it so far? I don't know. Okay, the rest of it is the usual. He doesn't mention border chaos, migrants, doesn't mention it once. But he laments that there's heroin and fentanyl coming in, killing more than 100,000 Americans a year. Well, why do you think it's coming in at that volume? Record fentanyl seizures, and fentanyl is what kills most of the people. Why? Because it's an open border. That's why. Because the Border Patrol is so overwhelmed by the millions of migrants They can't stop the drugs. There's not enough of them down there. So here's Biden. Oh, I believe in rehab. Hey, I believe in a secure border. and We don't have one. That was that was so bad. I can't even tell you how bad that was. Okay. then he goes on to talk about, well, I want to fund the police. Okay, good. I'm glad your progressive pals don't. And funding the police isn't going to do any good if we have no prosecution of criminals like we don't have in New York or Los Angeles or Chicago. Though you can give as much money as you want to the cops, but if the criminals aren't prosecuted, crime is going to keep going up. And the cops know it. How many, they, get a, they arrest them, they go in, they get booked, they're right back out on the street. Violent people. It's just insane. Nothing from Biden. Nothing. Then he uh, laments voter suppression. This is the biggest con in the world. Okay, he opposes voter identification. Biden. Arizona just passed a proposed proposal. Folks got to vote on it there. Okay, to require IDs to vote. Idaho just did it. 50 states should have it. You've got to prove who you are to vote. Biden opposes that. Why? How does that suppress anything? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Um, okay, now I'm going to, was there anything else I missed? Let's see. 
voter IDs, guns are guns are bad, abortion's fine. Okay. All right. Joining us now is a guy who's smarter than I am. I hate to admit it. Former Senator Joseph Lieberman is a Democrat uh, representing Connecticut, and he joins us from Riverdale, New York, north of Manhattan. So, number one, did I make any mistakes in my analysis there? Well, uh, uh, first off, great to be with you again, Bill. Secondly, um, uh, you said so many things that I have to pick them off one at a time. I found myself surprisingly <laughs> agreeing with you uh, on a lot of things, although I, I must say I come at this from a different perspective, which is I've been involved in a long-time battle between what you might call the center or center left of the Democratic Party and the far left. And uh, I think a big problem, simplistic explanation of Biden's problems in the first year plus of his administration, he's been doing too much of what the far left uh, has wanted him to do. So I took some hope last night. It was a a more center left address. Uh, Why? Because he did say and uh, you shouldn't have to be grateful for something like this, but I am in the context of where we've been. Uh, fund the police, don't defund them. I agree with you. Uh, that's only the beginning. You gotta have prosecutors, including ones elected in democratic cities that, that wanna really prosecute the criminal law, which incidentally, uh, uh, as far as I can tell, I haven't seen a poll. This is my own longtime experience. Uh, minority communities in the big cities want the law enforced because they suffer from criminal behavior um, more than um, uh, most other communities. The other thing is, again, might be a small step in the direction of progress. Uh, We didn't hear the words build back better or Green New Deal. You're right on the domestic policy. uh, We did hear a rehash of many of the uh, uh, promises that have been part of of those two uh, bills, big bills, Uh, I don't think there's any chance that any of that is going to pass this year. Um, So uh, so, uh, some encouragement for me that he's heading back toward the center and really political judgment would say, uh, no matter what you feel, that that's what he ought to do. On Ukraine... uh, Wait, wait, wait. Don't get to Ukraine in a minute. We'll get there because I want to tap your, your foreign policy expertise. The biggest issue in this country right now is inflation. It's hurting working Americans. It's hurting everybody in the sense that we're going to it's going to be another 50 to 75 cent raise on a gallon of gas before the 4th of July has to because the oil prices are are up over $100 a barrel. He didn't have anything last night, Senator. He had nothing about how to control inflation. Am I wrong? Well, certainly not. Uh, look, if he could uh, hold down a uh, uh, price of prescription drugs, that would be a help. Uh, but um, uh, on the question of energy, there really was uh, nothing there. Uh, there was why, didn't, why didn't he there. say, why didn't he say, in your opinion, you're not a mind reader, but why didn't he say, uh, look, I'm going to ramp up domestic oil production We're not going to sell any more oil. We're not going to buy any more oil from Russia. And that I'm going to bring the prices down here at the gas pump by having more product available. 
Why wouldn't he say that? There's only one reason, Senator, but I'll let you tell us what the reason is. Well, I don't know. I presume, and again, I can't read his mind, that uh, he's, I'm, I'm as focused as anybody on the problem of climate change and reducing That's uh, what it is. Uh, fossil- he yeah, doesn't want to I go up against is. the green warriors, but right. that's going but, to doom the Democratic Party in November. Yeah, yeah because, you uh, you know, this is the goal we have. It's serious. But we got a real crisis now that's even more serious, and that is inflation, and it also is what to do about Russia. So I agree. I would have uh, much preferred if he had find a way to say we're going to we're going to embargo Russian oil sales. I was on a call today uh, with uh, Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. O- okay, Alaska is an oil producing state, so you could say she's biased, but you know she's really uh, sharp and and uh, an independent mind. And she said it just shocks her that uh, uh, we're buying seven percent of our oil from Russia, giving Putin dollars with which that he can use to either keep his economy from uh, totally tanking or to uh, send his military into Ukraine when in Alaska they could supply that 7% without a lot of a problem. So That's I wish, right. I wish and, he had and, done and, and so it makes no sense. He's still captive to the Green Warriors and the far left. Now, let me take you back to when you were in the Senate and Barack Obama was president. So Putin came in and he grabbed Crimea and... Um, Um, Obama yelled at him for 90 minutes on a phone call, threatening all kinds of sanctions, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Putin just shrugged it off. Nothing happened to Putin. Nothing. He just grabbed Crimea. Now, with Trump, Putin didn't misbehave to that extent. Yes, the Russian hackers caused trouble, but Putin and Trump had a deal, or so Trump told me on the history tour, You don't cause trouble for me. I'm not going to cause trouble for you. And we'll have trade and everything like that. But this Putin invasion today goes back to Crimea, does it not? Oh, it does for sure. And, uh, you know, this was no surprise. I mean, uh, Putin's been talking about the end of the Cold War, as you know, as one of the great historic uh, catastrophes of modern history that the Soviet Union was collapse. Uh, that was bad for the world, certainly bad for Russia. So he's talked about and particularly focused on Ukraine and Crimea, as, which he sees as part of Russia. And I'm not just talking about last week. Uh, he's done it uh, from way back in the first decade of this century. Uh, and uh, he actually acted on it, of course, when he seized Crimea and part of eastern Ukraine. And uh, you're right. We yelled at him. We applied some sanctions that hurt him for a little bit, but he allowed for it and went on. And then last summer, he wrote a long essay. Uh, Historians tell me it was just ridiculous, almost childish, but it was all about how Ukraine is really part of Russia. So you could see this this coming. You know history. You know Hitler did the same thing in Austria and Czechoslovakia. It's the same mindset. That's what he's doing. But it doesn't help us now. So one of the things that Hannity and I debated was that some people uh, want a shoot war now. And I told Hannity, Americans would not support a shooting war, World War III, over Ukraine. I think Americans would support 
a shooting war, and let's all pray it doesn't happen, if Putin went into a NATO country, all right, if he went into Poland or the Baltic states, we would have to shoot at them, all right? The power of the United States and Europe would have to shoot bullets at Russians who would shoot back. Now, based on your expertise, do you think Putin's that insane to start that kind of a confrontation? I don't, and I don't because the countries you mentioned are members of NATO, and he knows that we've got a treaty obligation to defend an attack against one as, a, as if it was a, an attack against all. Look, in my opinion, and, and there's dissent about this, uh, we made a mistake, and the Ukrainians did, by not seeking NATO membership. Uh, because if they were in NATO today, no matter what Putin's fantasies were of reconstructing the Russian empire, he, he would not do what he's doing now because he doesn't want to engage us directly. I mean, it's been amazing how uh, feckless and, and uh, ineffective his military has been so far, but they are very powerful. They've got the Ukrainians outgunned. And uh, we're going to be watching now, unless he's suing for peace at some point. And again, Putin just... I hope you're right that that he's not that crazy. But keep one thing in mind. Putin's finished. He's finished on the world stage. He'll be a villain forever. He's not going to be included in any of the civilized uh, G7s or any of that. He's done. And And his economy is done, too. If the sanctions, if they keep the sanctions in place, you can crush him. The Russian people are going to suffer grievously in the next few months. And they may overthrow this man, which is, I think, the hope of the West. Last word on it. No, I totally agree with you. Look, you want to end with a sort of a positive thought. Uh, I don't think people in America or Europe were particularly engaged with what Putin was saying about Ukraine. Uh, I don't think that if you ask them, do you think we should uh, oppose Putin and, and Ukraine, Russians? Probably not. But once he did what he did, which was so brutal, and, it, and, it, and they really were inspired by the courage of the Ukrainian people in Europe and America, the reaction of the public, which is driving the politicians, has been, we can't let this happen. And in Germany particularly, I think they too see shadows of Hitler and they're not going to let it happen again. But it's all about And that's the good news. That's the good news. We're we're united here um, at at this point. Bullets start flying. We'll see. But it's all about Putin now. Putin makes the play, but he's done. Hey, Senator, thanks very much. Uh, We always like having you on. You're very smart. You're very fair. And thanks again for helping us out. Thanks, Bill. You're doing a great job here. Keep, keep, uh, stay away from the echo chamber. No, we don't. So you don't you like do, the echo chamber no, no, at all. You do here. a great public service. Thank, Thank you. you. God bless. You. See you soon. All right. Wouldn't be any invasion without Putin. There's no reason for the Russian military to invade. Ukraine doesn't threaten them in any way. Ukraine, not a member of NATO, didn't want to be a member of NATO, as we reported, wanted to play it down the middle, not to anger Putin. Ukraine signed a treaty with Putin saying they would give up their nuclear weapons and research in return for security guarantee. Putin, of course, violated that treaty. So there's no question. It's all about Vladimir Putin. He's the driver of this. According to uh, Macron, the leader of France, Putin told him on the phone he's going to take Ukraine. 
And yeah, I think they'll, he will try. And I think it'll be a disaster for Putin in the end. That's my opinion. But I was wrong about the invasion, so keep that in mind. So about, I don't know, 80% of the coverage, the opinion coverage in America is anti-Putin. Only about 20% is pro-Putin. Um, but one guy has been very, very verbal about supporting Russia, and his name is Colonel Douglas McGregor, 69 years old, Bronze Star winner for the U.S. Army. Um, apparently, he was involved with some kind of uh, Pentagon activity uh, at the end of the Trump administration. I'm not quite sure what that was, but he was doing some kind of consulting. Anyway, he's popping up on uh, cable news, and he is supporting Putin. Okay, that is his right to do. So we don't do that in America. We don't cancel people. You know, we, the fair, honest commentators. Now, you should know about uh, Colonel McGregor that he has appeared on Russian TV, RT, multiple times. He is in association with them. RTV says he doesn't, he doesn't work for them, but this is a go-to guy. Now, when he's introduced on uh, cable news, they don't say that. They don't say, hey, this McGregor, he has a close relationship with the Russian media, okay? And uh, way back in, 19, in 2014, when uh, Putin took Crimea, McGregor appeared on Russian government-affiliated TV and uh, backed it, okay? He, he backed Putin taking Crimea. It was, it was pretty shocking. Um, and he said, uh, hey, it's okay that he did it, um, <laughs> you know. So he's what they call a contrarian, a contrarian. Now, when you have a contrarian on your program, and I've had thousands of them on, you have to do your research. You have to know what you are talking about to challenge that point of view, particularly when people are dying. All right, so this is some theoretical uh, speculation. People are dying right this minute because of Putin and Russia. And so if you come on and somebody's going to say, oh, Putin's okay, you got to be able to challenge. So I'm going to run you two sound bites from this McGregor guy. All right, the first one, February 23rd of this year. Go. And the first thing we've got to do is acknowledge that Putin's basic point, not just his point, the Russian government's point, which they've made for 25 years, is valid. They don't want U.S. forces and missiles and NATO troops immediately across the border in eastern Ukraine. Absolutely. We didn't want them in Cuba. He doesn't want them in eastern Ukraine. We should acknowledge that. Stop pretending that's a non-issue. It is a major issue for them. Let's acknowledge it. Okay, that's not true what he just said um there were no u.s forces in ukraine okay missiles i don't know what he's talking about with missiles because as we just reported ukraine gave up all their nuclear capability and there were no nato troops in ukraine ukraine's not a member of nato now there are nato troops in the balkans in poland which border russia so why is Putin going down to a non-NATO country and invading it? Because he could. It's easier. 
because NATO has not declared war on Russia because Ukraine's not involved. That's why Putin did it. But to say that there was some kind of security threat to Russia from Ukraine and NATO and American forces, it's just not true. It's not. So, you know, I told you earlier this week how damaging propaganda is to this country. Well, that is a perfect example of it. That colonel is spewing out propaganda. What he's saying isn't true. Okay, second soundbite. This was back in December, okay, when um, Putin was beginning to saber rattle. Go. We're bent on some sort of revenge mission, which makes no sense, to humiliate and harm Russia. Why is beyond me? This is not the Soviet Union. This is Russia, a Russian state that rests on the foundation of Orthodox Christianity. So Russia's a theocracy now? The Russian state rests on a foundation of Orthodox Christianity? Are you kidding? That maybe Russia may be the most atheistic country in the world because the Soviet Union wiped out all vestiges. Now, there is an Orthodox Christian church. You see Putin wearing a cross sometimes. There, there is, but certainly didn't have anything to do with the way the government runs. Nothing. Russia is a brutal country. The Orthodox aren't behind that. They have no power there. None. That is a fact. And the second thing is that we're bent, I guess he means the USA, we're bent on a revenge mission to humiliate and harm Russia? How? We're buying their oil. How are we humiliating and harming Russia? Obama let Putin take the Crimea. Just let him do it. How on earth? Biden lifted the sanctions that Trump had on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Biden lifted him. Why? Was he, is that how you humiliate him? You humiliate Putin and Russia by lifting sanctions so their pipeline can flow into Germany? Do you see what I mean here? I hope you do. That guy, I don't object to him being on. I never put him on in a million years. Maybe I put him on once. Let me correct. And then I would do what I do. I'd come in with a buzzsaw on him. But he'd never come back because he's stating falsehoods. And what he says is used by Putin. They put it on the Russian media. Man, this is bad. So this may be um, the tipping point for Joe Biden. Beer prices in America are going to rise because of the Ukraine invasion. So Ukraine produces a lot of barley, which is uh, one of the key ingredients in beer. So there's not going to be any barley coming out of Ukraine. So this price rises for you on the beer. Hey, once you start messing with beer and wine in this country, done. Okay, Disney. Now, you know, and I, I should define this again, that I am down on the Disney Corporation. Two reasons why. It used to be such a force for good in America. The Walt Disney Corporation really was, when I was growing up, fabulous. Provided entertainment for children, 
and it was uh, good entertainment, and they did the right thing charitably, and it was really, really a corporation to be admired back then. Now it is a far left operation. The man who ruined it is named Robert Iger, I-G-E-R. He is done there. He's not there anymore. He walked out of there with about two or three hundred million. Okay, he's probably floating on his yacht somewhere. So now it's a far left corporation and and it's woke and it's uh, ABC News is infected by things like The View. I mean, I worked for two years. Some of you know that as a correspondent for ABC. I worked very closely with Peter Jennings. I used to caddy for Jennings which means during the afternoon he had to do a news brief on all of the ABC stations. And a lot of the time, Peter just didn't want to do it. So I got the call from the bullpen to do it, which thrilled my mother. Anyway, back then, ABC News was the best, was the best on the planet. And Jennings was a no-nonsense guy. Yes, he was a liberal man, but he did not allow crazy stuff in the hard news arena. He didn't. And either did he copple on Nightline. But now it's insane over there. On the, the, every one of their executives is a left winger. I don't know anybody working there that's not. George Stephanopoulos is your lead correspondent, ABC News? Really? Okay. So anyway, Disneyland and Disney World are lifetime experiences for children. I took my children to Disney World in Orlando, and they had a blast, okay? But now, working and poor families can't take their children to Disneyland and Disney World because it's too expensive, because Disney, the woke corporation, is too greedy. So... There was analysis done in Fresno, California, by a uh, station, KGPE News. All right. It says it is cheaper for an American family to fly to Paris and go to Disneyland, France, than it is to go to Disneyland, Anaheim. Here are the numbers. So if you go, two people, just two people staying at the cheapest property near Disneyland, six nights, five days of park passes, it costs you $4,600. That's for two. Double it, it's 10 grand for a family of four. Okay? Disneyland Paris, the total is $3,570, including airfare. So you save about a grand flying to Paris and going to Disneyland, France, then Anaheim. This is just greed. But they're woke. They're so politically correct. Oh, awful. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion 
of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply All right, Putin. So he's the richest man in the world, I think. I could be wrong, but I think he's the richest man in the world. And now he can't spend his money. Can't go anywhere. Can't do anything. So let me give you this and you can take it or leave it. So according to the New York Post, um, Putin's worth about $200 billion dollars. You know, uh, I think he's worth far more than that. His salary is about $200,000 a year being president of Russia. But he's worth $200 billion because he gets kickbacks from all the oil sales, everything. You want to do business in Russia, you kick back to Putin. That's how it works. Okay, so where is all that money? And I think it's far more than $200 billion. Well, he's got it stashed in offshore tax havens, and then he buys a lot of property outside of Russia, okay? And family members, he buys the property under their name, so it's not like Vlad Putin owns this. According to uh, the Organized Crime Reporting Project, Putin has eight residences, eight, all right? So he's got a place in Moscow. He's got a One billion dollar compound, a billion dollar compound on the Black Sea. It's called Putin's Palace. Inside the compound, a spa, a movie theater, a tea house, a wine cellar, a casino, a hookah lounge, a pole dancing disco, a helipad, a hockey rink, a church. (laughs) You go right from the pole dancing disco to the church. Very convenient. Um... Swimming pool, gym, uh, judo mat, exercise equipment, on and on and on. Okay? So this is according to the New York Post. They apparently know what's in Putin's palace. He's got a yacht worth $100 million, 270 feet long, called Graceful. So where is that yacht? I don't know. This is according to Boat International. But a lot of the oligarchs in Russia are moving their yachts to the Maldives in the Indian Ocean off the coast of India. Okay, they get them out of the Mediterranean because they know they're going to be seized and they're going down into the Indian Ocean. So you would assume that the graceful 
is down there. So the sanctions against Putin and his gangster friends will hurt them. Now, I don't know. Nobody can predict if it's enough to make this man stop the madness. But he is a very, very, I think, the richest man in the world. He's got a $4 million apartment in Monaco. That's Monte Carlo. And that is a tax haven. His mistress owns that apartment. But Putin can't go to Monaco anymore. He can't dock his yacht there anymore. All right. So Putin's a war criminal, and now the International Court of Justice are going to hold public hearings on allegations of genocide in Ukraine. There's no doubt he's a war criminal. His war machine is killing women and children. I mean, you know. But the problem here is if you designate Putin a war criminal, then he's got no incentive to stop the war. So think about that. Now, the Hague in the Netherlands is where those trials take place, those war criminal trials. So don't expect to think, hear a lot about this. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, there is evil in the world. And for you uh, secular progressives, I'm sorry, but that is true. And uh, with evil, you can look away, all right? But if you do, there'll be more evil. The evil has to be confronted. So I've selected 10 people who I know are evil. Putin's evil, no doubt in my mind. I'm put them on the screen. I want to see how many you can identify. Put those evildoers on the screen. Here are the first five, okay? Look at their faces. Do you know them? Well, there's Stalin. There's Mao. Is Adolf, is Pol Pot, the killing fields in Cambodia, and Genghis Khan, who arrived in your town, cut off your head, and put it on a stake. Next evildoer, here we go, is Bin Laden. I take care of him in Killing the Killers out May 3rd. There's Saddam. Now, Putin and Saddam, the same guy. Here's Henry VIII. Ooh, huh? And Nero. I bet you didn't know that was Nero, huh? And the last guy is John C. Calhoun, vice president of the United States, a big slavery guy. John C. Calhoun loved slavery. Evil, evil, evil. So in our country, we're supposed to have a criminal justice system. 
that takes care of evil, that's on the verge of collapse. Thank you, progressives. Okay? I think that'll come back to some extent. It has to. Uh, Throughout the world now, we have nuclear weapons in the hands of evil people like the Chinese communists, like the North Korea guy and Putin. That changes the equation because evil can literally destroy the world now. Couldn't in the past. Can now. Um, So we've got to be careful, but we can't look away. We've got to be smart about how we confront evil on the grand scale and in your life. Don't look away from evil. Thank you for watching us. I'll have a new column Sunday noon. Uh, Check out all we have every week, uh, all weekend, because we will be updating and we will see you again on Monday.